In this election, we show that we are done with corrupt politicians and special interests being in control. And we're not waiting for them to fix things. We're working together, person by person, city by city, to build a movement and return to a government that represents us, the people. We're united, we're winning, and we're not stopping. <laughs>
So here's the first first part I want to share with you. I shared this a little earlier in the show, but I want to do it again. So Muir asks him, and I and I I don't always do this, but I did uh, record the question that he asked and how he answered it. Page one, cut number two, please. You announced another 2.5 billion in aid to Ukraine today, 113 billion now. We know the vast majority of Americans support Ukraine, but there are now many who are asking, how long can we spend like this? Well, first of all, I'm not sure how many are asking. I know the mega crowd is. The the right-wing Republicans are, you know, talking about we can't do this. You find ourselves in a situation where the cost of doing, of walking away could be considerably higher than the cost of helping Ukraine maintain its independence. Okay. Again, and I, and by the way, disagreement calls go to the front of the line as always. Again, I, I, there are vast differences between Ukraine and say Iraq and Afghanistan. The first one being, look, these people are fighting for them for their country okay they are fighting they're not asking us to fight they're fighting borders matter sovereignty matters vladimir putin would love nothing more than to put together the old soviet union and you saw it you saw him going to crimea under the obama presidency you saw him going to georgia under the obama presidency and if you don't stop him he's going to do it Now we get to the point of F-16s. We've given Ukraine everything they've wanted so far. Now, one of the criticisms, and I happen to agree with it, is they've done it very, very slow. A long, drawn-out war benefits the Russians. Why? There's more Russians than there are Ukrainians. It becomes a war of attrition. Now, again, we shouldn't be giving them anything when I say give. If you want to do a, a, a loan program, we talked about that. That is the way to do it. We, we, for us to borrow money from China to give to the Ukraine, and then you've got situations like Palestine, I guess they pronounce it Palestine, Ohio, and what you're seeing in Fort Myers and, and just the American people in general, we have to take care of our people first. But here comes the question about F-16s. Page one, cut number three. We know the Germans are now sending tanks in after the U.S. said it would send Abrams tanks as well. But we know President Zelensky continues to say what he really needs are F-16s. Will you send F-16s? Look, we're sending him what our seasoned military thinks he needs now. He needs tanks, he needs artillery, he needs air defense, including another HIMARS. There's things he needs now that we're sending him to put him in a position to be able to make gains this spring and this summer going into the fall. You don't think he needs F-16s now? No, he doesn't need F-16s now. Is that a never? Look, first of all, the idea that we know exactly what's going to be needed a year, two, three from now, but there is no basis upon which there is a rationale, according to our military now, to provide F-16s. But you're not ruling it out. I am ruling it out for now. For now. What the hell does that mean? I'm ruling it out. For now. 
And I want to I want to go back to the first soundbite. Literally, the second no third sentence that comes out of his mouth when he's asked about you know how long can we spend like this? Well, first of all, I'm not sure. How many are asking? I know that the mega crowd is the right wing Republicans are talking that we can't do this. This was the guy that was supposed to unite the country. This was old Uncle Joe. You know, the kid from Scranton who cares about the middle class. He just went out. Not in a political season, not at a political rally, not in a interview with the media, he went out and attacked you. He attacked half the country. He attacked everyone who voted for Donald Trump. We must all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. We have to protect the right to vote, not suppress that fundamental right. Honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of the people. We have to uphold the rule of law and restore trust in our institutions of democracy. We must give hate and extremism in any form, no safe harbor. Democracy must not be a partisan issue. It's an American issue. Thirteen sixty ninety-seven five WTAQ. This is the Schrader Show. Welcome back to the Schrader Show. If you want to be a part of the show, 920-406-1360-888-455-1360. Let's go to Rich in Los Angeles, California. Rich, welcome to the Schrader Show, sir. How are you? Good, great. How good um, afternoon to you out there. You know... Hey, I do, I mean, before we get go started, Rich, I, I got I got to say, uh, how are you guys doing? You got some snow out there for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's been very cold and rainy this whole week, and it's cleared up right now, but it's probably going to start again. But Well, I appreciate the call, Rich. Go, go ahead. You wanted to talk right. about the Ukraine. Yeah, I want to talk about Ukraine, and Biden is full of it when he says that only the mega left is opposed to supporting freedom around the world and defending democracy around the world. It's the far left is also now wanting to oppose our support for freedom and democracy in Ukraine. And we are now in a struggle in this world um, over autocracy and democracy. And we are a target of that. Our freedoms, our liberty, we are a nation, I believe, that has forgotten to defend or has become unable to stand up and defend what we believe in, that we believe in the Constitution. We believe in our form of government, in our way of life as a free people um, with equal protection of the law, and that we are a leader of the world, and that this attack on democracy is a global attack, not just on Ukraine, but it's on the entire system. We are in a global conflict. And when you go too far to the right, you end up on the side of the socialists. The socialists are the ones out there who are now advocating to um, defund the Ukrainian military. And I would hate to see people on the right joining with the socialists to defund the Ukrainian military who are fighting for their homeland, for their rights, 
and for democracy and trying to defend against a possible third war and then against a nuclear war that Putin is threatening. So I think it's very important that we support Ukraine, just like we support other democracies around the world, and that we fight to defend our democracy, because after 2020, the Economist Democracy Index has reduced us from a full democracy. We are now a flawed democracy. So while Biden says that democracy is stronger now, well, it's only if it is stronger, it's only stronger because it's been brutally attacked and has had and has been backsliding across the world and in our own nation as well. So I think we should need to be very careful about who we ally with. When we're allied with the socialist, far-left, anti-American crowd, anti-liberal, anti-freedom crowd, then we're on the wrong side. Okay, hold 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 on there, Rich, because we're up against a hard break here in, in about 30 seconds or so. So, so I'm going to have Shannon to, uh, turn down your mic. I'm going to come back to you after the break. You made some good points there. Now, I'm not trying to be nitpicky, and, and again, I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond when we get back from the break. I'm not trying to be nitpicky. We are a republic. There is a difference, but you've made some good points. I want to respond and give you a chance when we get back from the break. You're listening to The Schrader Show. Back in a minute. Rupert Murdoch thinks Fox viewers are stupid. He told us Fox stood with Trump, stood with America, that Fox was the mega network. But behind their backs, he was laughing. Rupert admits he knew from the start that the stolen election lie was a joke. A con, a fraud, a fraud he pulled on Donald Trump, the mega base, and the Fox audience. The people he made into mega heroes, off the air, they called them liars, kooks and crazies. Fox knew they were lying, but made millions tricking their viewers. Rupert knew the election wasn't stolen and told you it was. Sean and Tucker and Laura knew. Everyone at Fox knew they lied and kept lying, even when it led to violence and death. That's Fox News, and that's the truth. Want to get back to the phones. Rich, do we still have you? Yes, I'm still here. Fantastic. Now, let me me recap what you said, and uh, you can correct me if I make any errors. I agree with you. If you go too far right, you can end up left. I, I agree with all of that. And you said you want to make sure that 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 and and again, correct me if I get this wrong, that conservatives and and if if people want to call it the mega crowd, that's fine. But conservatives and those who believe in in fighting for freedom, what you're worried about is they're going to combine with the socialists and support Russia and pull funding from Ukraine while they're fighting for their uh, in to keep their independence. That's your big concern. Do I have that right? I think that's fair. Yes, I oh. think that's a fair description. Okay. I, look, I I agree to a large extent. Now, if you were listening, if you've been listening to the whole show, I kind of addressed this at the start. Ironically, do you know when? Uh, Great Britain finally paid us off for World War II? No, I don't. So I, I brought this up. Now, we've given $113 billion to, to the Ukraine so far. In 1945, we, in the form of loans as far as ships and, and tanks and all this stuff, we gave uh, 
three, four billion to Great Britain. I, I pulled up a New York Times article, uh, December 28th, 2006. They made their final payment to us at the end of the, the end of the month, that month, December of 2006 for $84 million. Let me ask you this, Rich. Do you agree with me that I want to support the Ukrainians in fighting for, to, for them to keep their independence as much as I can? However, you know, with a country that's $33 trillion in debt, don't we have to look at it and say, hey, we, you know, we can, we can do these as loans. Yes, we can give you weapons and what you need to fight for your own independence, but I don't think we should give it away. I think it should be something that we, that we agree to sell them. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think we did have a Lend-Lease program, which is part of the support that we have. But I do think that we, get, um, one of the, I think, was it Yellen or one of the ambassadors recently said that we are in World War III. I mean, if Putin thinks we're in World War III, we're just denying it. Our system, our way of life, our beliefs are under attack. Putin has threatened nuclear war. We will be involved. And it's very important for us to stand up for what we believe in and not to back away and say, you know, we're just going to think about ourselves and not care about what happens to other people in the world. And it's particularly when democracy is under attack because the autocracy, the authoritarians, China, Russia, they're all engaged in the process of trying to suppress freedom, suppress democracy around the world. And we, as the leader of the free world, need to stand up and defend that, defend our way of life, defend our constitution, and defend um, freedom in the world. And to the extent that I think we should be doing more. In other words, I think this holding back on F-16s and holding back is just prolonging the war. We can't prolong the war. I believe, and I spoke to you about this very early, early on, that we needed to stand up to Russia right away and not sort of say, oh, um, Zelensky can now become outside the country and we'll, um, and let Russia just roll over Ukraine. No. Oh, and I've, agree, I've I've agreed with that, Rich. Absolutely, I, I've I've agreed with that from from the start. And and I've also said, look, I mean, uh, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Right? Uh, you look at you look at whether it's Hitler or whether it's Vladimir Putin. Um, the last time he decided to expand was when we were showing when we when here in the United States, Barack Obama was president and. Um, all he did was was promise again to get us out of Iraq and Afghanistan, which again, fine. We were we sent troops there to Iraq and Afghanistan. We're not doing that here. And I agree with you from the standpoint of the longer this drags out, it benefits uh, Russia, not Ukraine, because there are a heck of a lot more Russians than there are Ukrainians, and it could become a war of attrition. So on that, I agree. Now, I, I again, we are giving this stuff, though. We're, we're not doing a Lend-Lease. That's, that's what I would like to see us do as a Lend-Lease. And again, I don't care if they pay it off over, over the next 40 years. Or 50 years. That's fine. And I, and I don't care if we give it to them at a great interest rate and, and everything that we did for Great Britain. I agree with all that because 
democracy and freedom must be defended across the world, and especially when we don't have to uh, commit U.S. troops to it. Let me ask you this question, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. And I certainly appreciate you listening and certainly appreciate you calling in from Los Angeles. Do you believe the Chinese are going to move on Taiwan? Okay. Um, I lost part of that question, too, but do I believe that we should defend Taiwan? Is that the question? Yeah. I, I, I said, do you believe that the Chinese will move on Taiwan? I'm not sure, but I think if we um, allow Russia to just run over Ukraine, this will deter them from Taiwan. And we are committed to defending Taiwan, and we want to avoid a war. We have to appear strong. We can't appear weak. And I think one of the things that we're in danger of, Putin is spreading his propaganda far and wide, and his propaganda is anti-liberal, anti-American, anti-Western world, anti-democracy. And so if if we sub- take that propaganda and absorb it and start to agree with it, and we need to be very careful about the positions we take and whose side we're on and who we're helping. Because, like you said, Vladimir Putin is another Hitler. And if he goes unchecked and appeasement did not work and it will never work. And so many times we want to just withdraw from the world. But the world will come on us just like they with our declining and backsliding democracy. The world will affect us. And if we don't are involved in the world, there will be effects on our ability to maintain our freedoms and our liberties here in this nation. I think one thing that you said was that, you know, we're a republic. Well, you know, Soviet Union was a republic, but I can tell you what we are. We are one nation under God. We are one nation. We're not a conglomeration of multiple nations. We are one nation under God. And in that nation. We have a democratic form of government where we elect our leaders. And that's a huge difference between what the authoritarians are offering. They have elections, but they're fraudulent. And I, I agree with you. Have been relatively fair and free over history. I know there's some disagreement, but you know the things that Fox News that they just reported that they lied to us. And I don't know about you, but I don't like being lied to. I don't like to be told falsehoods. You know, and so you can't believe what's coming out of some of our media sources, both on the left and the right. And a lot of it is just repeating Putin's propaganda, which the left is doing, the far left is doing, repeating him about how Putin is the victim here. And we all know that Putin is no victim. No, and, 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 and no, and I and I agree, Rich, and and I I appreciate the I appreciate the call, appreciate you listening out there from California and be careful in the storms. Now, look Look, North Korea calls themselves the 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 people's or the Democratic People's Republic of Korea or something like that. It's not a republic. The Soviet Union, the 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 Union of Soviet Socialist States is what the USSR used to stand for. If I remember my history, they were not a republic either. We are a republic here now. You know, the process of that is democracy. You talk about elections being uh, historically fair and. Historically, they were fair, but they were also uh, done on one day, paper ballots, none of, you know, again, we agreed with more than we disagreed. We certainly agree that we're one nation under God. So Rich, out in Los Angeles, appreciate the call. Um, Yeah, appeasement never works, and a tyrant 
knows no restraint of appetite. So I, I agree with that. But again, we can't be giving these things away. It has to be it has to be something that they they pay for. Now, um, Donald Trump had far wiser instincts about American foreign policy than any leader in at least a generation. President Putin, uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be. I just received a beautiful letter from Kim Jong-un. And then we fell in love. Viktor Orban has uh, done a tremendous job. He apparently said, this is a quote, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? I strongly endorse President Bolsonaro. I had a uh, call with President Putin and congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. You get a lot of killers. Why well, you think our country's so innocent? I said my button's bigger than yours, and my button works. Yours doesn't. 